Abba. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 10 p.m. East Coast Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of this radio station. Residents are making desperate calls for help as the violence and looting rage on. There's been running gun battles, gunshots in the air. South Africa in a nutshell. Exactly that. It's 32 minutes after 7. Welcome to East Coast Radio, KZN's number one hit music station. As promised, we are going to be chatting to a fine gentleman. He goes by the name of Soweto Mandanzi. Uh, before we start our conversation, obviously, I need to give you context as to what we are speaking about today. So, Advocate Defoe, the lawyer representing four, or well, rather was representing four, of five men accused of killing the Bafana Bafana star Senzo Meiwa, has withdrawn from the case, saying that he was being harassed by the state. And the judge therefore announced his decision on Tuesday afternoon after the trial resumed following almost a month of adjournment. The adjournment came after therefore said he wanted to challenge the jurisdiction of the court saying that the matter should be heard at the Johannesburg High Court and not the Pretoria High Court. However, on Tuesday morning yesterday, therefore abandoned his application to challenge the jurisdiction. Instead, therefore said he will make his presentation to the National Director of Public Prosecution for the charges against his clients to be dropped. In the afternoon as the matter was about to be adjourned, Defo made the announcement that he was withdrawing from the case. So on the line, we have Soweto Mandlanzi. I'm actually going to say it in Zulu, Soweto. <laughs> Soweto Mandlanzi, who's the author and the director of the Netflix documentary uh, named Senzo, Murder of a Soccer Star. He's here to just give us some context and just understanding of um, what he thinks of everything that's happened and just comment on that. Soweto, how are you? I should be saying, yeah, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> good, good, good evening, Nadal, and thank you uh, for bringing me to the show. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to this. Obviously, here's the pertinent question, right? We are obviously going to chat about Advocate uh, Defoe, but first, what inspired you to write this book and proceed, not only write a book, proceed to directing a documentary on this case? A touchy one at that. Look, um, I think first, um, uh, for me, how we met Nobabara Senzo was a very emotional uh, moment. I haven't met any person in in my capacity as a writer, and that kind of emotions happened. You know, he he had this uh, handkerchief that was um, uh, uh, soaked and drenched drenching in in, in tears, like, the man has been crying. And he said to me, um, you know that we can't pay you, Soweto, of course, as an author. So are you saying to me, because we can't pay anyone, the the legacy of Senzo is going to die down just like that because we can't pay? It touched me, you know, and at that point in my life, I was in a space when I wanted to do a social project. I wanted to do something that could benefit the public as opposed to a project that would benefit me. So Senzo's case and story and, and, and everything that happens comes at the right time. I was like, okay, look, I have to make a sacrifice. Let me do it. Of course, it's a beautiful South African story. Yes, it's painful and all of that, but, mm. but there, there are a lot of beautiful points in it. So I just said, let me do it. But bigger than anything, it was just for me to say, maybe I might help the family. To find closure, that was the biggest, um, uh, the, the paramount objective for me to write this book. Okay, so here's another pertinent question that we have. Obviously, you've seen what's been happening. We've all been listening to the media and what's been going on. With the stepping down of Advocate Defo, because clearly you've been following this case, how do you think this will sure. affect the case? 
Well, look, it will affect the case greatly, you know, because um, he, 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 he's the type of person, he's not just going there at court. I mean, you, you would have seen the, the emotions, the, the way he tries to protect and present for his clients and, and of course, the Miwa family. He had, he had interest at heart, you know, to make sure that this is resolved, you know. So um, his departure, his sudden departure into this, of course, hoping that there'll be a way in which he come back into the, into the other docket. It is going to affect, and this is something that I have said in the book, Ogutin. The instigators um, of the death Yasenzo Meiwa are more powerful than the investigators, mm. and, 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 and in such a point that they want to have everybody quiet. I mean, I've told people this, and I've said it in the book. There were many times where I was told to keep quiet, where my mom was called and told you, I must stop writing this book. Mm. There were many times where I got the threats. I mean, where either social uh, uh, media by Instagram and all of those SMSs, but I knew what I wanted to do. So it does feel like everybody who's trying to touch the case, to push it or the story, to make sure that justice is saved, they're trying to make sure that that person keeps quiet. All right. This, it, it brings me to this question, right? In your opinion... What is the real reason that Advocate Defo actually stepped down? Because the reasons that have been brought forward, it's stuff that we've heard before. It's nothing new. There's nothing that's different from what he's been saying. Do you think there's a real reason why as to why he actually decided now at this time to step down? Look, to be honest, I mean, um, it, it's someone whose contact I have, but we haven't managed to really get into that and speak about it. So I wouldn't really be able to be honest and say this is a, a particular reason. Mm. But uh, having been into this story, you know, um, having faced the threats and all of that, and people think when we say you face the threats, they think you're trying to attract drama, but the mm. threats are real. They're real. You, know, you, you get the calls to, 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 to shut up, to stop, to get out of this, to leave this, you know, to all of that. So if that is also being presented, of course, one of them had in terms of him talking about harassment and all of that, some person may find that a valid cause to look to say, look, I'm, I'm quitting this. I'm, I'm one person also who could have done the same thing when I was writing the book uh, for first. You know, I, I could have come to a point and said, I'm, I'm leaving this. But I made a decision. I said, I'm going to have to go through this if they shut they cut me off and they say, I'm going to shut up, I'm going to have to write it. Well, if it comes to a point where I die, maybe then I'll be happy to know that I, I died for what I wanted to live for. For and a good cause. Yes, but I've done me dying somewhere in the tavern, I'm sorry. Oh, a hectic. All right, second <laughs> to last question. I know it's sure. it's me pushing it. Obviously, you followed this yeah. story. You wouldn't just write a, a documentary grasping at straws. You 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 have yeah. information together. Are you at a point where you can say, in your thoughts and in your opinion, you know who did it? Look, I can't, I can't say I know who did it, as in the, the person, if I could point, the, the physical being of the person. I'm unable to do that. And, and, and it's something that I always say when people say, no, I'm lying, because the way I've written the book, mm. like I know. Mm. There are certain things, if you read the book, that are huge pointers. You know, and, and then one had to really think about it. Number one, when we just started writing the book while we were doing interviews and all of that, Fiso Meiwa, who's the brother of Senzo Meiwa, who went to Joburg, of course, with his father and, and, and some few guys uh, to pick up Senzo Meiwa's clothes. Mm. And someone that I truly respect, and there is no way at all that I'd even be able to mention their names and all of that, came to him and said, there is no 
such thing as a robbery gone wrong. Mm. So for me, going to write the book, I already knew that the, the whole robbery thing, it's it, a hoax. it did not exist. Mm. And, and, and so those are my first pages in the book, that the whole robbery thing does not exist. And then that means nobody entered their house. Mm. Whatever happened, happened, you know. So those are the pointers. But to, to be able to say, is it, is, it, is, it, is it Randy? Is it Kelly? Is it longer? I can't, I can't say that. I wasn't there. Yeah. I only follow the story as given the, 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 the conversation by the interviews that I did, especially with Togo. And, 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 and do I tried to do the interviews with Kelly Kumado? It just didn't happen. But again, I always say this to people. My intention in writing the book was never to find the medal. Um, I wrote the book to also write about the murder, you know, mm. and I hope people understand that. I, I, I wasn't focused on who is the murder, who is, no, no, no. I said, because I'm writing about Senzo's life from birth to death, mm. I, I, I'm, 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 there is a need for me to write about his death, but I'm not looking at who actually caused it, and, and it's never been my interest. I knew that the court would take care of that. All right, fair enough. And then, obviously, the last question that I have for you. would With mm. advocates stepping down and just the case taking a turn that we never expected, what does this mean for you as a writer will there be another book will there be a sequel to the documentary is it the end are you done no look i'm i'm, I'm far from being done and i and and, and, and i share uh, the sentiments of people who want who really want me to continue and this is what i've said to so many people the book contains so much more than people who are, more than what people have seen on netflix you know the book contains so much than what has been covered by the media so at this point you know without putting it out there while it's too early we are looking at doing a movie but the, the movie must begin from where sense of life starts for example Senzo had a twin. You know, there are so many things that happen in Senzo's life. The way Senzo um, uh, goes through his development and formative years playing his Kietasi, you know, um, not having money to go to Johannesburg for, for, for pirates and all of those things. Going there, getting there, not having the money to rent out a place because he was waiting for the results. So there's a lot of drama that happens and mm. a lot of climaxes that happens in the book um, other than just them seeing Senzo Meiwa dying, you know, on the on, on on, on the 26th of October, there's so much. So I, I think the, the movie direction um, going in the depth of his life will be way much more beautiful than anything people have seen. So, Wetsu, thank you so much for your time. We hope to speak to you soon. I heard you have a book tour coming up, and I hope you can visit us in studio. Yes, and I expect to see you so that I can sign your copy. Thank you so much for, for, for inviting me to your show. Thank you so much for your time. That was Soweto Mandlanzi, who is the author and director of the Netflix documentary Senzo, Murder of a Soccer Star. To listen to these moments and anything else you might have missed, go to ecr.co.za and click on Podcasts.